Hello, hope you're having a good day so far. This is Pastor Jonathan. It is Wednesday, and we're looking forward to church tonight right here at Mountain View Baptist Church at 7 o'clock tonight. And this is going to be the last Mountaineers kids program, young people, teenager program uh, for the semester. We'll pick it back up next semester. Uh, We'll let you know the date when it gets closer. Uh, But then after that, after that Wednesday, so one week from today, rather, we'll start our men's and ladies classes split and it will be a great, encouraging, challenging, uh, comforting time. Uh, the men will be going through a book called Spiritual Leadership by Blackaby. And it's Bible-based. It'll have a ton of verses. It won't be exactly preaching, but it will be just as helpful. It'll be very practical. It'll be a Bible study on the subject of leadership. And then the ladies will be taught by Kara Stancil, my wife, a a book called Lies Women Believe. And it's also a Bible study, and that book will just kind of guide the way through it. And that will be for six Wednesdays with Vacation Bible School being right there in the middle. We'll take a break from it that week, of course. And then teenagers also will be going to that. And then the children will have their very own junior church program downstairs in the teen room. So it's going to be great, but that all starts next week. And if you don't normally come Wednesday, that might be a good time to uh, join us. If you're looking for a reason to invite somebody, ladies, maybe you have a friend and you've been looking for just the right reason to invite them to church. I think this would be very helpful to them. It'll be a low key, low pressure uh, it just it just might be the thing that that they need and men as well. If you know somebody that uh, maybe is a, a business leader or a civic leader or everyone is a leader in their home or somewhere, and we'll be focusing on leadership. Excellent, excellent series. So, anyways, that's next week, but we'll see you tonight at seven o'clock as we continue our study in Proverbs and the Mountaineers have their store night. Okay, I started Monday with looking at Psalm 3, as well as yesterday, and uh, it's a powerful psalm. It's a comforting psalm. If you remember the heading, it's when David was on the run from his son Absalom. And you remember when when, when I see that, we all think, well, why? Why was he running from his son? What was the, that was the reason he was running and what was the reason for that break in the relationship in the first place? And when you, when you read Psalm 3, it's powerful, but it's so much more powerful when you understand exactly why David was running from Absalom in the first place. On Monday, we saw that David had gross sin in his family among his children, and no doubt influenced by his own sin a chapter before. Yesterday, we saw that David refused to deal with that sin, and so it became much worse, Absalom killing his half-brother Amnon for what he had done to his sister Tamar. And now Absalom has fled and he's living in another city. Three years go by during which Absalom and David have no communication. Well, it's an interesting story. You can pick it up in 2 Samuel 14, but Joab, David's military man, he sees that David longs to see Absalom. He loves Absalom, his son. 
And Joab is able through a wise woman coming to David, uh, telling him a, a little story, able to basically make David see that, yes, he did need to call Absalom back. And so he does. In 2 Samuel 14, verse 23, it says, So Joab arose and went to Geshur at, at David's command and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. And the king said, Let him turn to his own house and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and saw not the king's face. If you drop down to verse 28 of 2 Samuel 14, it says, So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. Uh, during that time, he had three sons and a daughter. He named that daughter Tamar, by the way. He'll, he'll never forget what happened to Tamar. And David refuses to see him. So he's living down the street in the same neighborhood in Jerusalem for two years, and David the king goes out of the way not to see him. Now, that's obviously a problem. I would say that it's a failure of leadership on David's part to not mend that relationship with Absalom completely. Though Absalom did kill Amnon, another one of David's sons, but Absalom only did it because David refused to right the wrong that Amnon had done. And the reason I point that out is it's not always clear when you look at these stories in the Bible of who we should really be putting on a pedestal. And here's the reason. The Bible does not sugarcoat or mask any of the failures of our heroes in the Bible. If you look close enough at anybody, my goodness, you will find miserable failure after miserable failure. The only exception to that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one in whom there is no faults, there is no sin, there is no blame, there is uh, nothing uh, that we can charge the Lord Jesus with. Uh, but David is not the case. And so far, I, you'll notice I've kind of gently laid the blame on David for that rift between David and his son Absalom. But you'll quickly see here that Absalom turns into quite the scoundrel. And he himself will bear the responsibility for it. Which, here's a great lesson for us today. You are responsible for you. No one can control your response, your spirit, your walk with God, your testimony for God. In life, there will always be somebody or some circumstance to blame or excuse, to, to, to blame in order to excuse your sin. But don't do it. Here's, here's what I'm saying. You could have a terrible spirit because you could say that person said this to you and wronged you. And so the rest of the day, you could be rude to everybody else and you could point at it in your mind. You could say, well, it's that person's fault. It's not my fault. Don't pretend that that's possible. You are responsible for you. Listen, there will always be people who do something wrong to you. Always. There will always be people who respond poorly, who don't forgive you when they should forgive you. You ask forgiveness, they refuse to give it. Don't let that affect you. You cannot control anybody but yourself. Don't pretend that you have a past because someone else sinned first. Look, I look at David and Absalom and, and one of those men could have stopped it. You know, they, they, they could have stopped that cycle. Somebody could have humbled themselves and gone to the other and said, look, I have blame for this. You're not blameless either, but I have blame and I need to get it right. Will you forgive me? Absalom, later in that chapter, wanted to see David so bad that 
uh, he, he asked Joab, David's close advisor, his military man, Joab, let me see David. And Joab would not answer his call, basically, <laughs> would, not, would not return his voicemail, uh, would not answer the message. And so Absalom went and set fire to Joab's fields. <laughs> it's like, uh, and Joab said, um, why did you set fire to my fields? And he said, I've got to see my dad. And so finally, uh, after two years, they do see each other. But let me tell you, we're going to have to see tomorrow because I'm running out of time here. Uh, we're going to see tomorrow that at that point, I think it was too late for the son Absalom. He's in his early 20s now. He's in his uh, maybe middle 20s married life uh, really to mend that relationship. Now, still, Absalom should have gotten over it. Now, I know that's hard to say, and I know that's hard when somebody tells you in your life when something really bad has happened to you, I mean really bad, that you need to forgive and give it to the Lord, but you have to. God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. For you to take matters into your own hands, which we're going to see tomorrow that Absalom does, it is always going to be pitiful. It's going to be much worse than what God could have done to work it out. And you will bear responsibility for the things that you do during that time where you think you're righting the wrongs and you're getting even and you're evening the score. Do right regardless. Be the bigger person. Give the circumstance over to the Lord and God will bless that. Lord, I pray that you would help us here. I pray that, Lord, as we go throughout our day and something happens that is not right, that there's no excuse for, Lord, I pray that you would help us to realize that we are responsible for our responses. We can never control other people, but through the Spirit of God, we will be able to control ourselves. Lord, we give it to you, whatever's going on in our lives, and we trust you as perfectly capable and wise and just to handle whatever's going on in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.